Hello, everybody. Happy, happy Friday. I think it's Friday for you. Thursday, Friday, or to be honest, whatever day it is for you, happy day of life. This is Barbara, your host, and I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited. I I always am really happy when I'm recording just because it's a break from everything else, and I'm fully focused on my words, fully focused on how they're coming out, how they, on the delivery, <laughs> um, and just on my surroundings. At the moment, it's uh, Thursday night for me, and um, yeah, the day was wonderful. It was really warm and sunny and beautiful, and I just had a bath. Um, had a bath with lavender oil. It was really, really nice. My body's been aching so bad this week. I'm in my period at the moment. So I've been having cramps and I've been working out a lot as well and walking around and a little bit stressed. Um, so a bath was really, really great and relaxing. And yeah, I feel brand new and ready to go to bed as well. It's 9 p.m. and I can't wait to go to bed after I record this, but I hope things are great on your side. I hope you've had a wonderful day, a wonderful week so far, a wonderful almost end of month. We are on the last week of January, which is fucking insane. Like, honestly, how is this happening so fast? <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, I'm really grateful for everything that I've been experiencing. Um, it's been a quite a great month, actually. Very busy, very full of things, very full of life. I have been obsessed with matcha. I, I don't even know how to start this in a more subtle way. I'm just going to throw it out. I, I've been obsessed with matcha. I've been having an iced matcha every single day for the past 20 days, which is fucking insane to me. I, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. Okay, first of all, for the first time, I actually have something planned out for this episode. Like I, I kind of, I kind of really like throwing things out there and kind of like, you know, going different places with it and seeing how where it goes, but also having my notes on hand to see kind of, you know, to kind of reorganize everything. I don't really like being fully scripted, but also I like knowing what I'm going to bring to the table. But at the same time, I come up with the titles for my episodes right after I record everything, just because sometimes I start saying something and then it's wrapped up with something else in a different tone. So in this case, I do know what I have in hand. I do know the content of this episode really well. And it was pretty much because I had incredible conversations over the past couple of weeks with people who shared with me their processes. Um, uh, yeah, just opened up to me on quite a few things around their work about their their craft and I was just really really inspired by it and I'm just here sharing uh, my insights on all of that so I'm really really grateful uh, I'm really really grateful for that experience uh, so that's brought to you by them <laughs> that's uh, brought to you by more people uh, more wonderful women actually and um, yeah 
thank you so much for listening and reaching out. Back to the matcha story. I've been obsessed with matchas. I've been having ice matchas every single day, and it's been wonderful. I, uh, yeah, I, I took a break from caffeine a couple months ago, back in December, mid-November, early December, I took a, I was away from caffeine, fully away. I started reading this book called This Is Your Mind on Plants by Michael, Michael Pollan. And it's an incredible piece. It's way less hippie than what it sounds like. Uh, it's a really interesting mix. It's kind of, it's like an, like an anecdotal piece mixed with scientific research and knowledge sustained by facts and, you know, scientific work. Uh, but also his experience as a scientist and as a writer and as a gardener. Uh, which is really interesting. It's actually quite wholesome. It's 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 a really wholesome approach to convincing you and his ideas on the research. It's great. So I am just fascinated reading about caffeine, for example, and how mind bending and mind altering that is. Um, just as psychedelics are for you in the same way, even like. Uh, it's just fascinating to read about how our brains react to those different, in this case, plans and the, um, yeah, and the substances released by the plans. Uh, that was a really, that was really weirdly phrased. The substances, oh fuck, what's the specific name? Is alkaloids, the alkaloids. It's so interesting, which pretty much are the chemicals that plants release. Um, so it's just really interesting. I, I, I am a slut for brain books and um, learning about how our brain reacts to things and understanding our minds better and just our brains as a whole. It's like the ocean. We haven't even really figured out exactly how they work. But anyways, I took a little break from caffeine just because whenever I would not have a coffee, I would start having a headache and I would start feeling so fuzzy and weird and disoriented and <laughs> all of that. So I kind of wanted to take a little break. So I took it and it was great. Um, it definitely was really tricky. It took me a week to start fully functioning again. I was not a big coffee drinker. I actually would just have maybe like just a latte in the morning. <laughs> just a flat white in New Zealand flat whites are massive and I kind of fill in and I I became a flat white bitch I became a flat white bitch and I enjoyed it it was great it was a commodity <laughs> I would gravitate around going to cafes um because the cafe the local small cafe culture it's also really big here so I would just gravitate around going to really pretty cafes um to either do my life at men do my stuff write down my journal prompts or whatever the fuck I needed to do and I mean yeah I guess according to boomers that's the reason why I still am paying rent and cannot buy a house so you know it's it's definitely it was a big relief having that caffeine detox and not having to pay for coffee every single day so that was good um but I'm back on caffeine and in the form of matcha um 
for the past 20 days, I've been having matchas almost every day. And that's been actually really great. They've been really motivating me and pushing me to go through the last, um, through the last bits of my summer school journalism paper, which is really, really fun, but also very stressful and lots of work, but, um, it's been great. So matchas have been my fucking obsession and yeah they make me happy I wake up excited to go get my matcha so yeah I've been holding on to that this this week I've been waking up really anxious I've been having really weird dreams and I just kind of like immediately wake up and start feeling really anxious and I've been grabbing my phone I usually avoid grabbing my phone first thing in the morning but I feel like I've also drifted apart this week from meditating first thing in the morning or stretching or doing kind of like my morning rituals so I think that kind of drifting away from that routine that I know that keeps me sane and grounded has definitely been impacting my my mental health in a way so I'm excited to go back into that and slow down and recenter in that um so yeah that's been my week the weather's been incredible I'm so tan right now. I, I'm so tan. I, fe- I feel like I'm in my fullest form now. During the winter, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like a completely different person over summer. It's great feeling just lighter and, I don't know, more, your skin's more exposed into the, into the sun and that's great. So I'm really tan. I've been going to the beach a lot just to tan whenever I have time uh whenever I need to sort an assignment out or something I just bring my headphones and my notebook and I just work from there (laughs) as I tan and yeah it's been also really great but um today I am going to talk about something that I have been thinking a lot about lately I think this is literally always the way that I jump into things but of course I've been thinking about things a lot lately but um in this case, this topic is something that really, that is really, really close to my heart because it's been one of the reasons why I've been putting, creating stuff off for like so long. And I think that anybody who uh, gets imposter syndrome or is a creative or just wants to start, get started with something or keep going with some project or whatever can relate to this because I feel like the fear that comes with creating things or the anxiety of putting things out into the world or simply not feeling quite ready to do something is something that haunts us um that just haunts everybody at some stage so I am going to talk about it today um I had an incredible uh, first of all I I'm writing a future piece at the moment for my final assignment for my writing for media journalism paper and um it's been really really interesting just because it's so open and we pretty much write about what we're interested in so in my case I chose to write about uh, writers I really dislike saying women writers but I have to specify in here women writers just because I don't have a piece in hand and I can't be you know I don't know it's not so accessible to know that it's just women writers but in my case I just focus on women writers especially writers with heritage from 
overseas just like me <laughs> um me in this specific time and space I am a woman writer with heritage not from the west so that was kind of like my focus kind of like my niche and it was so incredible just because I selected the people that I wanted to talk to and write about and I met up with them and all of them are incredible women and I admire so much and it was an incredible excuse just to like reach out to people to these particular women and be like hey I'm writing about this whatever and just people that I would otherwise really want to hang out with or just get to know or talk to but I would not really know how to approach it if that makes any sense um so it was yeah really exciting for me to just be like you know openly asking them about their work and their background and you know all those things all the conversations ended up in being like a fucking hour long which was incredible um but then when it came to like transcribing the recording of the interview it was so I don't know it's been taking me so long to get done with it just because it's so much work around that um there's so much to work with which is great so yeah but anyways I um I learned through those conversations like kind of like hearing it from other people from other minds uh the value that it is to simply in this case as women as women of color um or as people with different narratives than the um, dominant ones, let's say, to simply exist as an act of resistance. And that's quite a heavy topic because sometimes as a minority in any of any form, any way, as a minority, sometimes it gets, it could be very overwhelming to feel or to realize or notice see yourself as a minority um in my case sometimes when I feel like I'm the minority when it comes to for example race or nationality or even gender or let's say sex in this case um it does feel really hard sometimes because like if I don't see myself represented like I don't know a lot or around me in that sense it could feel very lonely and isolating and I think that's one of the reasons why for a long time I was very depressed while I was here because I would not see a lot of people like me um, or I would not be in contact or being able to talk about things that I know that only people in my in I don't know my situation my place can understand or talk about so um, I do understand how isolating it could be to feel um, being a minority um, and that's one of the reasons why for a long time that kind of prevented me from sharing my poetry or sharing my stories or, you know, starting a, a podcast or whatever the fuck, simply because I was just like, well, I mean, who's going to listen, right? You know, so um, that's kind of the the idea that I'm trying to pick, paint in your mind, right? So as a minority, sometimes it gets a little bit tough because when you're a minority, you might not see a lot of people like you. And by a minority, I don't just mean like racial minority, but pretty much could be as anything. So yeah, for a long time, I would not really do things that I wanted to do simply 
yeah, because I would not see that type of, let's say, content around and I'd be like, well, I mean, I want to be a writer, but um, I don't really look like the writers that I like reading about. Um, all I read is John Green and J.K. Rowling and I don't look like them. So, you know, maybe I'm not good or ver- maybe I was not born to be a writer. But then I found Rupee's Milk and Honey and I was like, wait a minute, there's somebody else who feels this way just like me and who is mixed race or mixed race or is you know a woman of color and she's writing therefore I can kind of write as well you know what I mean like I think the moment where we identify our experiences are something or from the metaphysical or physical level you know something as identifying ourselves with a piece of art or an artist or an author starting off from either the skin color or simply the values whatever it is that you identify yourself with um I think that's when it clicks and when it somehow feels like a green light feels like a permission to release that part of you that wants to create something similar at least that's what happened in my case like when I started seeing um yeah when I started seeing uh just I don't know seeing women like me doing the things that I wanted to do I started believing that it was possible and you know I started kind of being a little bit more confident in my in my decisions and where I was going because I was just like well I mean yeah I kind of remembered that each person's journey it's unique you know what I mean it's not about being one of the multiple being just one of many and you know doing what they tell you to do anyways uh back into the point (laughs) pretty much um talking to these women writers um reminded me of how important and crucial it is to be or in this case create write the content create the art the whatever the fuck you're creating that you want to see out in the world to be the yeah that by existing you are resisting the hegemonic heteronormativity you know what I mean um sometimes like I'm I remember like sometimes if I'm like really bummed out I'm walking on the streets and I'm like fuck this shit I don't want to be here whatever and then I see like okay so I remember this one time I was really sad and stressed and I was walking down the street and I saw this beautiful black chick who was crossing the street that I was about to cross from the other side um she was so beautiful and I don't know I just looked at her and I remembered and I was like oh I'm not lonely kind of thing you know it it was definitely a little bit more um towards that end where I identified myself with another person of color which is um also a delicate topic it's sometimes very frustrating to feel like you are the only person of color in a room full of um white people in this case but um anyways I saw this beautiful black girl and I was like oh my goodness thank you for thank you for leaving your house and coming this way and reminding me that I I am not the only one and that I'm not alone sort of thing so I think that with the writings or with any type of creation it's the exact same thing 
um, my friend Emma, I was talking to her about her work, her poetry, her uh, novels, novel who, um, that she has written. Um, she told me that one of the main reasons why she started writing or that she started sharing her writing, uh, she performs and um, she attends to all sorts of different events and um, uh, writing festivals and gigs and shit. So she'd be like... I'm doing this simply to represent, to to have a more diverse media. Um, and I think that's incredible. I think like the idea of being or striving to create something or put something out there simply to represent the kind of values or the kind of media, the kind of content that you would love to see out there is already so much work and such a big step towards that um and for a long time I felt unqualified to talk about many things I felt imposter syndrome I felt like I needed permission to speak or to share my experiences or to have a fucking podcast to uh, say how I truly felt how shitty some words would make me feel when somebody would say them to me. But then I realized that we don't need permission for any of that. That we don't need for a green light for that. We don't need to be ready to do any of that. You know, like I believe that great work takes time, patience, and of course lots of work. But I also believe that there's never going to be a moment when it's going to be fully ready. And I think this is something that I've learned during my time at university. I think deadlines fucking suck. I fucking hate them. But I think that having deadlines has enabled me to somehow come up with some sort of work, even if it's not fucking excellent, even if it's not fucking the shittiest thing I've ever seen or ever wrote, ever written or ever anything. Deadlines enable us to come up with something deliver it and from there polish it that's what I've learned and that's something that I hate but that that's also made me puts just like it's put my brain to work so hard because I I love working on my, my own time I'm very intuitive but also I need I need a pressure like I definitely need a pressure some people work way better under pressure and having a deadline, it's really, really useful for that, especially for writing because otherwise it just takes forever. So to me, university really has been teaching me about even if I can't, because if I had the choice, I would not submit any of the stuff that I submit just because I never feel like it's ready. I never feel like it's fully ready. And probably the possibility of it always being better is always going to be there. We're never going to be fully ready for some things. Or in this case, so what I'm talking, trying to put together is that um, if you are working at the moment on something that you want to put out so badly you don't need to be qualified to represent the niche or represent the values that you so desperately want to see in the world. I struggled a lot with imposter syndrome 
um, on all stages of my life, um, all sorts of projects from the time that I was um, an environmental speaker, educator, going to schools every single day, talking about this thing. Because I was like, bro, I'm not a fucking scientist. Like, I'm not a politician. Like, what am I fucking doing? You know, I'd have imposter syndrome all the time till right now that I'm speaking to a microphone. You know what I mean? It's like, there's always going to be this weird feeling. But if we let ourselves can be controlled by this weird feeling, we're literally never going to release anything. We're never going to do that. So simply being, simply having work out there, simply existing is already a big act of resistance of all the counter values that we don't align with. In this case, let me say, for example, all the heteronormative bullshit, right? Like, even if my poems are not fucking perfect, simply writing them and sharing them with somebody else, sharing them with an audience is maybe going to spark, even if it's just one person from the audience, it's going to spark maybe a little like, oh, wow, I feel this way too. She's writing about it. She's reading about it. She's performing reading something like this and maybe I can do it as well and then there's another person that kind of was liberated that kind of like had freedom found freedom through somebody else's freedom of writing freedom of speech and then this person's gonna go home and start writing their poems or start writing their experiences or simply start writing a reflection and then they're gonna share it with their mom with their dad with their friends with their partner and that's when it starts spreading and that's when your you being your work that is in process probably is not fucking perfect because maybe you're never going to get to that point where it's perfect but your voice out there is automatically going to grant permission to somebody else to feel not only identified or listened to but to feel like they can also do something with their little either either little platform, big platform with their their little resources or fucking massive, you know, it, it doesn't really matter how much money you have for a project or how, I mean, it definitely does fucking matter. But what I'm trying to say is that we don't, that it's a fucking lie that we need to be fully ready and have everything set up and everything prepared and to feel mentally, physically, economically, everything stable to release what we're trying to do I think that it's way more valuable to share and be as we are at the moment like to embrace the process embrace being in construction rather than kind of stressing about the result when in reality life is literally the process of getting there you know what I mean I think I learned from writing personal essays an essay is okay okay I'm gonna nerd out a little bit in here but essay comes from the word essay in French which means attempt so an essay is pretty much an attempt to answer something or to simply go through a topic in a writing personal essays are pieces of writing that kind of could start with an open question and could provide more questions than answers to the reader um 
it's kind of like my podcast to be honest I see, I see my podcast as a personal essay where I just start up with a question and I just leave people with more questions I literally don't aim to answer anything I don't have the truth at all um, and that's why I am always encouraging people to be like yeah like you know listen to my stuff but you know it's pretty much the point is to make you question things and to spark questions in you so that later on you can bring them onto your conversations and you know kind of like spark a a question that's gonna make you um want to read about it want to talk about it with somebody else kind of like want to share it around rather than simply me delivering an answer that I don't think I'll ever be able to So personal essays are very like that and um, are simply a work in process, are literally pieces of writing that work their way through the end, leaving an open question. They're an exploration. They don't aim to answer anything. And that's why I fucking love them. (laughs) It's just like a, it's just like a riding the wave sort of piece of writing so when I started writing essays and reading essays and seeing them as an art form in the sense in which like you know it's like I I kind of like paired it up with like my experience making podcasts it's like for the longest time I would be like I who the fuck am I to be trying to provide answers to these people or like who the fuck am I to be talking to a microphone and pretending like I have the I have the answers I don't have to I don't have to pretend that because I don't fucking have them I'm just here sparking more questions so I started finding that um by embracing that exploration and that by acknowledging that we are that things are subject to change and that you know things are subject to get better and better and better and to change as we change we can we can do them. We can simply be or do them. Or it's not just about doing, 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 creating things all the time. It's simply about being as well. You know, it's like, it's like the typical example of like, when are you going to feel fully happy? Are you waiting for you to have the best body or more money or your dream job or your whatever the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, what are we waiting for? You know what I mean? It's so fucking cheesy, but it's kind of how we're used to be living like you know like I think there's this there's this belief around feeling ready and like you know like feeling like we need to be like sorted out till we can start being happy till we can start you know enjoying you know the pleasures and whatever the fuck you know I think like there's like this kind of like um pause you know like I I don't know just kind of this weird energy around being or doing or creating or you know something but um from personal experience and from hearing other incredible uh people's personal experiences I think that standing simply being even if you don't if this is not just for people who create or write or record or play music whatever the fuck it's simply for everybody just being simply by being and showing up and existing you are already representing the niche that you wish you saw more often as long as that 
is um, manifested, let's say, or shown on your words, your actions. Like if your if the values that you're so desperately after are what guide you, what you speak, what you what move you, what make you do things what make you take decisions, if that's where you take decisions from, is that where you create from, is that where you speak from, that's automatically dragging, first of all, other people with similar experiences to you to kind of do the same, to feel the same liberation of being like, huh, I can also do that, or, you know, I feel the same way, thank you so much for existing, like, you vocalized exactly what I was feeling, but also being resisting you know like resisting that fucking massive wave of the same shit you know of the same stuff that's been on cycle on loop over and over and over again and we're so fucking sick of you know what I mean so I think that's why I believe in supporting your small businesses supporting your fucking indie podcasts like this one supporting your sister's makeup account supporting you know it's like that's why we need to support this kind of stuff and that's why we need to get invested in people who are individuals after representing something else if you're doing something for the sake of being that person that you wish you saw more of or that you wish that you I don't know the type of content that you that you that you wish you could see more often I think that's very worth supporting and I respect it so much and um yeah I've just I yeah my my friend Jamie I um we were talking about her work and she she's a poet and a performer and you know she was just like yeah like I have this dumb account on Instagram where I post my poems but once I post them I feel like I've released them and they're out in the world now and they don't belong to me anymore therefore the feeling just fades away like it just leaves my body and that's so fucking true you know like her even if her account's small and not everybody's sharing her poems all over the place and you know maybe venues that hire her to perform do not really look into that Instagram account it's like it's not about how it's received or it's not about um, the numbers. Like we've learned to also be so number driven as for money, likes, you know, whatever. We all, we love measuring things with money, but it's not about how it's received or even perceived. It's simply the act of releasing, letting it out, putting it out there the simple act of that existing in there, of that having a platform and using the space, taking the space, that's already an act of resistance. And it's also the spirit of something, of you putting into existence something that you wish you saw more often. In this case, on the internet, more diverse content, you know, more personal writings of somebody with um i don't know mixed heritage somebody exploring their identity somebody exploring their sexuality somebody writing about their painful experiences because that releases them and that releases their readers in this case you know that's something that i find incredibly valuable and that's something that i feel like we need to be talking more about but also practicing 
you know, practicing supporting these people and practicing doing it on yourself, doing it, giving yourself permission to be a work in progress and to be that, that being, that podcast, that whatever that you so desperately want to see. An example is that I've always really struggled with like, oh, should I do this in English or Spanish or whatever? I, everybody told me that it was a fucking dumb decision to mix languages and I kind of agree, but I generally wish I saw more of this kind of, I'm obsessed with languages. I speak four languages and um, I love languages and sometimes it kind of annoys me to still see a world despite globalization and you know all of that it kind of annoys me sometimes that we we're still so strict about I don't know sometimes I I I I love fluidity in languages I I love I to me it's kind of like a fucking dessert it's it's incredible to meet somebody who speaks let's say Spanish and French because that way I can just like speak to them and mix words, bring the languages together. And even though I understand that that's a privilege and that's something that not everybody can do, I sometimes wish that there was more content out there for people who spoke more languages, for example, or people who wanted to practice or whatever the fuck. So that's why I decided to make my podcast bilingual, even even though there's not many around or, you know, my niche is not really popular yet. But I'm making it just because I wish there was more of this and I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to, I don't know, maybe liberate somebody else who wants to do the same but feel a little bit intimidated by not seeing more people do it. So who knows? Literally, who fucking knows you're gonna who you're gonna inspire? Like, who knows? You have no fucking clue. And this is not like some inspirational shit about you inspiring people or whatever the fuck. It's it's generally your presence makes other people's make sense and more valuable. They're not always gonna tell you. We mostly live with things unsaid most of the things go unsaid and of course even though you maybe change somebody's life or they think of you a lot or they miss you or they love you they might not tell you but that doesn't mean that they they don't or that that doesn't exist or that that connection is isn't real you know what I mean so so you never know you literally never know and the biggest thing that you can do to step towards that um that dream uh I don't know towards representing what you desperately want to see out in this case I'm speaking of content for example is creating it being uh not fucking buying the bullshit of needing to have you know in this case like I love that on the internet we can just I know that it's got its bad sides or, you know, its downs, but I love that traditional print, it's not the one and only way where people can share their writings and their experiences and their personal essays. Like, I think now with the internet, you know, when Tumblr started being the place for, like, you know, pieces of writing and stuff, like, I love that there's more accessible ways 
I guess digitally, digitally is where I'm talking more about, but like digit, digitally, why am I struggle, struggling so much to say that today? Digitally, digitalize, fuck me, digitally, <laughs> why am I struggling so much? Digitally, okay, um, uh, through the internet, um, yeah, virtually, <laughs> I guess virtually it's more accessible to put stuff out there information out there and it's great because now everybody like you don't need to go through the fucking press you don't need to go through that world where you need you need to know people and you need money and you need contacts and you need this and that to put your words and your stuff out there now you can do it you can simply do it we have more platforms to do it so if we have that and you have something to say which everybody does but if you are looking for something different or you're planning something or you feel you still feel nervous or not ready this is a sign to let you know that doesn't really matter it's bullshit that we need to be fully fucking sustained and ready and feel hot and tanned and beautiful and put together and emotional emotionally strong and blah 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 great work takes time definitely but also we are always going to be changing and in constant process and in constant journey into our better or most aligned, perfect selves, let's say. But that's always a fucking journey, bro. Like, that's life. <laughs> like, if you're waiting to be ready, you're going to be waiting forever. So this is just an auntie advice from me to you. And yeah support your local small businesses your local small artists writers poets uh performers uh anything yourself this is not just for creators it's always also about people so um your existence is already a resistance your voice matters and you literally don't know who you are going to liberate by simply standing in the room and existing so that's pretty revealing and epiphanic epiphanic i think i'm too relaxed to pronounce things in english at this stage but um that was me for today i definitely rambled i love that i started bragging that i had my theme together for today's episode but I clearly did not really count on the fact that I was gonna go (laughs) everywhere but to the point but I hope I hope it made sense somehow I really hope that it makes sense um somehow I don't know it makes me nervous but um yeah okay anyways even if it didn't make sense I hope you I hope this was entertaining I hope um you had a kind of a good time and um (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay um I'm out of here I'm shy now but um yeah thank you so much for listening to till here um this was a little bit longer than usual but um nevertheless I enjoyed being here and I love talking to you and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week rest of your month and life and everything and um, I'll see you in the next episode make sure that if you love the podcast you share it Uh, if you know somebody who's gonna uh, get value out of this um, make sure you also share it with this 
person, these people, community. And um, yeah, uh, you can text me text me oh you can dm me on instagram at amora podcast um yeah you can send me book recommendations photos of your dog um plans of your next vacation tips suggestions secrets confessions etc etc all sorts of things i'm open um except for non-consensual nudes like i fucking don't even try to do that anyways non-consensual stuff i don't that said pretty much (laughs) i appreciate everything else anyways um thank you so much for connecting and i will see you very soon ciao ciao